0: Welcome to Beers in a Lot, episode 16. Real quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review on your podcatcher, and tell your friends about us. Tonight, we're going to talk to with Mark Breider, the equipment manager for the Minnesota State University Mavericks women's ice hockey team. He's got some really interesting behind-the-scenes insights, and we're going to hear about him after some beers. Let's go. Well, how about we drink some beers? Everybody ready? Ready. Let's do All it. All right. Open them up. Is not a twist off. Where's my opening? <laughs> oh, Aaron. There we go. Here we go. There we go.
1: <laughs> Since there was so much pageantry, Aaron, what, what's going on? What are you drinking over there?
0: I've got another one of my uh, Baltimore blondes from Guinness. Uh okay. done by Open Gate Brewery. I've already had one of these before, so it's nothing new. Just getting back into that six-pack, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to rotate. What are you drinking, John?
1: I am drinking because it's Christmas season uh, Trogues Mad Ale. It's a Christmas only beer, which kind of makes sense because you have too much fun when you drink these.
2: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> what about you, Danny? What are you drinking?
2: Uh, I got uh, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company Tears of Green from uh,
0: Elmford, New York elmford all
3: right yeah pretty tasty uh what do you got Rigo? so just like john it's uh the christmas season so i picked up some Trogues mad elf out of hershey pennsylvania it's brewed with cherries and honey and it's got all kinds of like christmas flavor in it it's awesome so best time of year
1: and this is the first year it's been cans too
3: it is in cans. It's even more special. <laughs> you can finally get it in 12 packs. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: that's
2: a dangerous thing, but it's a good thing.
3: Perfect. So.
0: so how about our guest, Mark? Mark Breider. What are you drinking tonight?
2: Um, It's a uh, it's called Christmas Ale from Breckenridge Brewery in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Right stellar. Excellent. <laughs> Something different, yeah. Breck Brew. <laughs> I've had yep. a couple of those. Groups.
0: Good stuff. So, uh, Yeah. Thanks for coming on tonight, Mark. Uh, We really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. Uh, We got Mark Breider from uh, Minnesota State University, equipment manager. Um, We're we're happy to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Well, Mark, so tell us kind of a little bit, A, how you got into it and your youth hockey growing up.
2: Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start with youth hockey growing up. I'm from Mankato, so parents live about 10 minutes away from where I'm at. Um yeah I just started run, playing when I was 5 played all the way till the end of my junior year of high school wasn't any good played 2 years of JV in high school got uh, a lot of penalties not many points <laughs> 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 but um yeah I got this job just kind of by chance actually I was just walking around campus right before classes started my freshman year and I knew the assistant athletic director I played high school with his son and he saw me in the hallway and just stopped me, asked if I'd be interested in applying for the women's equipment job. I applied that day. Two days later, had an interview with the coaching staff. And so my freshman year, me and another guy, just kind of tag teamed it. We'd both travel with the women, and he was a senior. And so the year after that and last year, he kind of took over the women and I just helped the men and the women at home. And then this year I'm the women's head guy. So I've been going on the road and stuff like that too. And just kind of working with them full time now.
1: Nice. That's awesome. So I know, tell us a little bit what the NCAA hockey equipment manager entails. I know we kind of get these, you know, visions of the NHL guys, but tell us about kind of NCAA ice hockey, what that entails.
2: Um, It's not quite as much of a grind as NHL equipment guys have. Like, on a road trip, we just got back from St. Cloud this past weekend. We left Friday morning, and they're only two and a half hours away from where we're at. So, left around 7 a.m. Friday morning, skated there, and then played there Friday night, played there Saturday afternoon. And we were home Saturday night by, I think, 9 o'clock so not too bad usually just pack up the day before wherever we're going just pack all my stuff up and yeah just load the bus and go
1: (laughs) the girls got their uh first w this weekend too yep that was probably nice i I bet that That felt good good. going home
3: (laughs) made
2: the bus ride a little enjoyable on the way home
3: yep So what what's like what are the typical like what's like the typical practice day, you know, during the week? Because, you know, college hockey is weekly, you know, weekend league. Yeah. right? So yep. and then what are, What? what's like the typical game day like um, at home or even on the road? Like, um, you know, what time are you starting in the morning? What are you getting started with as far as getting stuff ready and and all that that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, sure. So typical practice day. We skate every day at 10.30 in the morning, so I'll get to the rink around 8, 8.15. The first thing I always do is sharpen. Right. Skates, players write their numbers on the board. I just sharpen them every morning. Every player's got two sets of steel, so I just swap out steel. They've always got a sharp pair, and just swap them out, and then sharpen the other pair. And then, yeah, practice, just sitting there watching for broken sticks, anyone wants their blades switched, stuff like that. Switching jerseys like if the coach wants different colors out there. Right. Uh we skate usually till noon and start getting the washers going around 12:30 usually. Usually done with laundry around 3 probably with everything put away. So that's pretty much a typical practice day. Uh, usually out of there by out of the rink by five every no, day not bad. on a practice not bad. day. Not yeah. so pretty much eight to five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, typical home game day. Those are a little different. <laughs> um, usually end up being <laughs> like 14, 15 hour days. Wow! But usually get to the rink same time. We always skate Friday morning on the day of a game. The visiting team usually skates too. So we spin our laundry, obviously, and then we spin the visiting laundry for them, too, right. being the home team. So that's do that. And then usually I just stay at the rink all day. Um, don't really leave. Usually there's too much to do, but just uh, usually we play at 7, 7 at night. So players start showing up around... or 4.00 probably, and usually I've got everything set up by then except the bench. I usually do that around 4.30 or 5.00, set the bench up, backup sticks, my bench bag, extra steel, game pucks, or uh, warm-up pucks, sorry. And then after the game, usually get the washers going again. (laughs) You're ready for the next day. Usually that's a quick turnaround because most of the time – We pull it, we'll play in the afternoon on Saturday. So it's a quicker turnaround. Yeah. But down the road, it's a lot, a lot nicer because the home team does your laundry. So you're just, you don't have as much responsibility. You just set up the locker room and sharpen, and that's it. Nice. Take a nap (laughs) on the training table. (laughs) Beauty. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So if you. I mean, I know, unfortunately, this upcoming weekend, you guys are postponing games due to COVID. Have you noticed anything since you've done it in a few years leading up to, you know, the COVID world? Have you had to take extra precautions or have you noticed any issues because of COVID protocols now that, you know, locker room maintenance and cleaning and all that?
2: I mean, in the past years, so we've got a sport machine that you throw the gear in there and it sanitizes it. Mm. So, in past years we've we've done that. Just kind of keep on top of it and keep the smell out of there as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, this year, though, we got a like an electrostatic gun we spray the gear with, and it's supposed to kill huh. bacteria. So we do that quite a bit. I think I've tweeted some pics out of that, but now yeah, we've been doing a lot more of that, a lot more sanitizing. Gear and stuff like that. So, I know for the first part of the year, we had to like before we started games for just for practicing, we had to have half of our team on the visitor side locker room. So we'd have half of our team in the in our home locker room, and then the other half on the visitor side. And then every two weeks they would switch. So hmm. it was a lot more work and. Trying to put laundry in two different spots and remembering who's on what side and <laughs> right <laughs> made it a lot harder, but we got through it and everyone's in the same locker room now, so it's a lot better situation.
0: Before before we started up here, uh, you mentioned Dana Heinze. Like uh, we've seen a couple of your uh, your Twitter posts too, where you got the fans up and all that. Very Dan- very Dana Heinze esque. You uh, it seems like you're uh, you're really enjoying join some of the social aspects of this
2: yeah i i love tweeting stuff out um i don't know it's just kind of been become part of my job like i just started tweeting stuff out i followed dana heinsey and then another guy that kind of i started following is uh rich matthews he uh used to work for the new jersey devils he's now with the St. Louis blues and he started tweeting stuff out just behind the scenes stuff and i thought it looked super cool and I just thought, yeah, I'll give it a shot, and kind of blew up. So
0: <laughs> that's good stuff. I, we got three Pens fans here, and then uh, just a very well versed uh, Capitals fan who knows about <sighs> Dana Hines, too. <laughs> so yeah, we, we're big fans of Dana Heinze. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording. Like, I think I think people are really into that that behind the behind the scenes look into what goes on to you know get the teams ready right like if if they don't have their gear squared away like they're they're not gonna play well I mean right. it's, we all know that right like so yeah.
0: look good feel I good think, play good right
3: I think it's a huge deal <laughs> uh to recognize you know that team that's sort of behind the team you know and behind the coaches and and is supporting all that and I think people are again like super interested in that stuff
0: yeah, actually uh three of us on this podcast, uh me, Daniel, and John, we've all worked at, at the rink that we play at, actually. And uh in some capacity, we've all sharpened skates, driven the zam, you know, like all this yeah, that sure. you do every day. But uh it's definitely cool to, to get a look in at a higher level than just you know the local rink. <laughs>
3: <laughs> than the local dump. <laughs> the local dump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like we always hear about you know like players go off the ice during games and they need like equipment repair or something and we always assume like oh it's you know something's wrong with the steel like they need new steel and now like you know with the new bauer holders right you just pop the steel out even ccm i guess has it now too right so um yep. so it's not just that stuff anymore like what, what is breaking and like what is the craziest in-game thing you've you've had to do to get somebody mm. back out on the ice? It's a good question.
2: I guess honestly, knock on wood, I haven't had anything too crazy. I mean, I guess this weekend it was in between periods. I popped a new bubble on one of our helmets because we were yeah to, took a high stick to the face and had a nice scratch right across the front of her bubble, but. Other than that, stuff like that, that's pretty easy to do. You know, yeah, I, I don't, to
0: do like rivets in the middle of a game or something like that, right?
2: Uh, nothing <laughs> like that yet, no.
0: Yeah, no. I'll knock on wood for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, thanks for doing so <laughs> me. Hard, yeah. <laughs> Aaron,
1: <laughs> Aaron, I, Aaron and I used to sharpen skates and do rivets, and I can honestly say I hate doing rivets. Yeah, I would rather sharpen a pairs of <laughs> <laughs> skates before I do two rivets, especially the copper ones. Uh you can't yeah. can't deal with those things. those things are such pains,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are definitely challenging roots are um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I think I've probably had to sell some stuff in between periods, like I remember one time we were on a road trip, and uh one of our players forgot her skates at home, so that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh she's telling me she didn't. <laughs> No, <laughs> she's rental skates. <laughs> no, she didn't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Now a lot of the,
1: now you were saying like sewing and skate sharpening and Aaron and I were kind of busting you a little bit about doing rivets. Did you have uh any experience doing that before? You were an equipment no. manager? No, so you learned a lot I of that on the fly.
2: In. I barely knew how to fold towels when I walked in. <laughs> 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 no, um, the men's equipment manager at MSU is Scott Rideout. He is uh, he's taught me everything I know about equipment or gear, sewing. So he taught me how to sew, taught me how to sharpen stuff like that, so just everything. So I owe a lot of credit to him. He uh he's a great guy and he's definitely taking me under his wing. So, it's um, great. Yes. Do you have any crazy gear customizations? <laughs> like, anybody have any, like, weird requests? Um, <laughs> not really. I mean, a big thing this year is that I've had to do, I think, four pairs of skates is trim the tongues on them. because They all ordered the fluffy stick your tongue out of your shin guard tongues yeah. by Bauer. So we're a Bauer school, and then they tuck their shin guard over their tongue and it's too bulky. They don't like it. So rather than put a whole new tongue in, I just grab the scissors and start cutting. And they, <laughs> it works. They don't come back. So <laughs> No, I'm kind of curious. That's, uh, why you, that's why you see all the pro stocks available <laughs> on sideline swap. <laughs> all the tongues are cut up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm kind of curious. You mentioned like, skates and stuff so now i know you guys are a bauer school does does the school provide you know x amount of sticks a week i know at one point i heard years ago from a a tps rep you know the ncaa kids got like four sticks a week or something like that depending on where you played if you were tps school i I don't know how it (laughs) is yeah (laughs) Yeah, we're
2: not uh
1: tps yeah so so what's that like
2: four sticks a week yeah (laughs) we're definitely not doing that we um We try and have, now that we're playing games, I make sure everyone's got three sticks in the locker room, like in their spot in the locker room at all times. And then we've just got whatever on the rack in the equipment room. We either order six or 12 sticks per player, just depending on how likely they are to break them. Like, I think D-Men, we order probably 12 just because they break a little more. Goalies get 12. So it's stuff like that. We've had some players not like the sticks that they have, so... We uh, order different ones for them. Usually, we just order six, just to make sure they like them, because I think that's the minimum we can order is six from Bauer.
1: And then skates. I assume they probably all have what two pairs at any given time, maybe. Um,
2: yeah. So, everyone's got two pairs. One they keep under their seat in their stall, and then one that they obviously wear. Um, Bauer. Bauer does a good job of coming down with like the foot scanner. They didn't this year because of COVID, but. They uh, scan every player's foot, feet, and then uh, make a custom pair for them. So they uh, fit like a glove after we bake them a couple times and don't really have any issues that way. Sometimes we got to punch them out a little bit. They have an extra bone in their foot or just don't fit quite right. We just punch it out in a certain spot. The Bauer bumps. hmm Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, because you're around hockey so much, uh, just, you know, helping out with the teams and all, and, you know, you're obviously on the road to some extent, has it made you appreciate the game a little more, or have you gotten back into it in some level because it, or because you're around it so much, you're like, I got to stay away from this? Uh,
2: no, it's actually drawn me closer because, like, gonna sound weird but i'll sit there on like especially like during the N- nhl bubble in edmonton and toronto when they'd have games at like eleven thirty in the morning i sit there and i watch nhl games and call me a nerd but i look for like broken sticks and guys falling yeah. weird
4: and
2: <laughs> i mean yeah i'm definitely watching like goals and stuff but i'll definitely pay a little more attention to that or like they pan to the bench. I'll try and take a peek at their equipment setup and <laughs> stuff like that. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a nerd for that. I I like seeing you know different sticks and glove modifications mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I I'm such a dweeb. I <laughs> I can't even get. It.
2: <laughs> they show a close up of a player. You pause the TV and go back and look at it and zoom in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well yep
2: (laughs) yeah well especially now
1: too like the way they're releasing like certain sticks and then glove modifications Mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's interesting you could see a lot more because you get more behind the scenes stuff kind of what you do on twitter like some of the equipment managers will put you know certain things up on instagram and facebook or twitter you could kind of see like oh this guy has his shoulder pads like he has like a weird set here it's offset or you know extra padding i always think that's so interesting yeah, like, I, I think <laughs> that's the <a> coolest thing.
2: <laughs> I can't remember where I saw it. Probably some video, but there's guys in the NHL who have pieces of, like, football shoulder pads on their shoulder pads, like Riddell. Yeah. Like, rib guards and stuff like that. And It's just crazy some of the modifications those guys can do.
1: Yeah, and they, they have a little more time, I guess, to fiddle with that stuff because those guys are so finicky, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're, you know.
2: Definitely. uh, mental yeah for sure (laughs) think about like
0: like Patrick Marlowe who said he was going to retire when he ran out of whatever the skates were that he had he had something like 15 (laughs) pairs of I don't remember what they were RBK 9 I can't remember what he wears but But he said that when he ran out of the skates that he had he was (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) retire
3: that's crazy (laughs) do you still skate?
2: yeah I do uh, a little bit I mean not much. I I try and get outside. I mean, usually skate outside with a couple buddies in like usually over winter break or our team's right, not doing as right. much and there's no class. Right. So, and I ref too. So like I ref
3: youth oh, nice.
2: and high school here in Minnesota. So nice. Just a little side job, make some extra money and yeah, uh, get a good workout in too. <laughs> down yeah, the ice,
4: right. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no men's league, no beer nope. league.
2: don't do any of that. just I don't really have time for that. I mean, I'm at the rink a lot, and yeah, yeah. now do they have intramural on the ice too. um, we've got like a club team here on campus, but you know that's about yeah, uh, that's about it. We don't really have any like intramural or anything like that for hockey, just the club team, which is. They like travel and they wear our old gear and stuff like that. So they're pretty, pretty fancy that way, I guess. You got to pay like (laughs) a a couple grand to play or something like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. (laughs) Years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. And it was still a couple grand. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. We have a question that we'd we'd come up with beforehand are you a uh blade master a wasoda or a sparks guy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Or> we, <Blackstone. laughs> we've got the uh, we've got the blade master the everybody's got yeah the two head <laughs> with
2: the uh, cross grinder in the middle and then we've got the keg one profiler machine too we don't use that for sharpening it can sharpen we don't use it for that but that thing works pretty slick. You just pop the blade on, punch in the profile, and let her rip. There it goes.
0: That's awesome.
1: Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's great.
0: Sure beats profiling by hand. <laughs> I remember profiling by hand. That's it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Especially if somebody uh, really knows what they're asking for and they know you screwed up.
1: <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I- a lot of the people that ask for it, they don't know the difference. They Even don't know part. what they're asking for. He just put some Sharpie yeah. marks on it, and I yeah. don't know. Somebody told me I need
0: Pro, pro f- something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a long time ago, Aaron was the one that taught me how to sharpen. Way back in the day, huh? Many moons ago. ago. Yeah, many moons ago. What was that? Is that like 2003? Oh my gosh, yeah,
0: that was that was a long time ago. <laughs>
2: Many many moons, ages
1: ago. <laughs> so, Mark, do you have any any aspirations, like possibly, you know, staying in NCAA and being an equipment manager, or you know,
2: progressing your your career with that? So, this is going to sound kind of bad, but I'm kind of, I guess you could say, putting my degree on the back burner. I I'm going to school. I'm a full time student, but this is something I want to do full time and make a career out of being a, an equipment guy. So, I uh. Uh, yeah, I'm always looking to learn more and make new connections with people and just try and get my foot in the door just any way I can and learn learn by doing. and I try, I love sewing. I just Scott taught me that <laughs> this year, so I've been probably honestly, probably my favorite part of the job right now is just jumping on the sewing machine and learning how to do that. I remember last year. We've got two sewing machines, like one industrial, one for like gear, and then one for like uh, jer- jersey repair and socks and stuff like that. <laughs> and last year, I was spinning the men's laundry after practice one night, just at the rink by myself, and I was gonna patch some practice socks. But I'd never been on the machine anymore, <laughs> or um, I'd never been on the on the machine before. And hop on there, look up a YouTube video. Ended up up breaking the needle on there. Text my boss, Scott. Just broke the machine.
0: He's like, you're fired. (laughs) So I finally figured out that one. But (laughs) Like you said, learn by doing. Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: And I guess that's kind of the
1: interesting part. Like, I mean, I think we all know it because we see so much behind the scenes stuff, but you're a casual hockey fan. They're probably like, oh, they just move the sticks to the bench and then they sharpen skates. But you guys do so, everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, laundry really, is the big everything. thing, obviously, sewing and, and basic equipment repair, Yeah, you know, and you guys haul all the gear, you know, yep. not just, you know, the the player gear, but there's the practice jerseys, the extra backup equipment, the backup jerseys, the practice jerseys, the towels uh toiletry it's so much i mean i I, I go through santa's list essentially yeah i mean and then and then your tape and equipment you know just everything you need to be functional on the road i mean i it was interesting seeing some of those scenes in edmonton uh through the bubble in toronto early on where the teams were kind of leaving some other necessities behind and they were just sharing gear Mm -hmm. because it was just too much of a hassle to move in and out, in and out, teams were kind of joking. You know, I, I saw something on Twitter. I, I don't remember what teams. It was something like, well, they used all our white tape, so we got to steal theirs next time. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just, Just because it was just making everything more smooth. And I guess, too, at the NCAA, and from what I, I know at the pro level from seeing it, there's a good camaraderie, even though it's a rivalry on the ice with the teams. You guys are pretty friendly most times, I would oh, hope.
2: for sure, yeah. It's a brotherhood. Um pretty much like a fraternity honestly with equipment guys like everybody helps everyone out and i'm good buddies with uh travis ward he's the equipment guy for alaska anchorage so he's halfway across the world and across the country sorry and i talk to him almost every day now and either facetime or just text him or just shoot ideas off him like i was trying what was i working on can't remember what I was working on, but I texted him a picture of it and just just to pick his brain and see how he would do it. And he shot right back and I tried it and it worked. So just stuff like that. Like everyone's there for each other and just uh help each other out, especially on like on the road. Like say I need to jump on the home team sewing machine and sew a jersey or a piece of gear or something. That's no problem. They'll let me do that, no problem. So that's pretty much anywhere you go.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. All right, what's the story? <laughs> uh, yeah, we need story. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I knew it was coming. In I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here like uh, I want to hear the story. We just had the, uh, <laughs> the
0: what is it? The three year
2: anniversary this past week. So Thanksgiving Day. Anything that
1: has an anniversary
2: is important, <laughs> yeah, right? This is a, it's a bad one too. So oh. we are uh, me and this other guy are. Co equipment managers of the women's team. My freshman year, right? We <laughs> we have a tournament. We're going to a Thanksgiving tournament. We're going to to play at the Cap Washington Capitals practice facility, the Kettler Iceplex in D.C. Oh, right down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. right down the street. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> our bus is supposed to pull out of the rink at I think three forty-five in the morning.
3: Really early. And oh bussing it. Okay. No, yeah.
2: bus to the airport, <laughs> wow. sorry. Oh, all right. All oh, right. All bus right. To the I, was, to I was gonna there. say, holy sixteen <laughs> <That's a> hour <laughs> drive. Hold up. Uh. <laughs> so I wake up in time. I'm like, all right, I can sleep for five more minutes. Not a chance. I wake up two hours later. It's like six o'clock. <sighs> <laughs> oh i've oh, got no. like 10 missed phone calls five alarms going off i thought i was for oh. sure canned so i oh. drive all the way up to the minneapolis airport it's about about an hour and a half from where i'm at in mankato and missed the plane by i think five or ten minutes because i couldn't find a parking oh. spot at the airport so I find Kevin oh. McAllister. <laughs> missed <from> the plane. <laughs> yep, so no Thanksgiving Day, right? So I finally find a parking spot, and by this time the plane's gone. So I call our assistant coach. I'm in such a hurry. I get through security the first time. Find out the plane has already taken off. Once I get to the gate, and I'm like, "Well, crap! What do I do now?" So <laughs> I uh, luckily. They were nice enough to uh, have me on standby on the next flight out. Like, so this was we were supposed to fly out at like 6 a.m. I think. So the next flight out was like 10 a.m. or something like that. So in uh, going through security the first time, I'm in such a hurry to get out of there, I forget my belt there. So I have to go back through and get my boarding pass for my 10 a.m. flight anyway. So I just go through security again. Just pick up my belt on the way through. <laughs> so, I made it out there and still have my job. So I just <laughs> laughed about it once I got out there. Some 18 year old bombs oversleep. Oh man. Well,
4: at
1: least you have it. an eventful kind of story to tell. So now yeah, when you right? guys have early road trips, do you even sleep or are you you're <laughs> so, just like constantly up?
2: We, uh, <laughs> we haven't had an early road trip <laughs> like yet this year, but if we ever leave before, probably 6am, I'm sleeping at the rink. Like no joke, I'll do yeah, it. right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't risk it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um,
1: I followed you for a while on Twitter cause of the gear stuff and you, you're pretty fortunate. A lot of your travels somewhat regional for yeah, Minnesota especially, State.
2: Especially right now, like the only schools we're playing, we're not playing the Big Ten schools in the first half. We don't have them on our schedule. After break, I think we will. But, yeah, our longest trip is Bemidji. That's uh, five and a half hours. We're all in state right now. So we got Bemidji. It's five and a half hours. St. Cloud, where we just went to, is two and a half, I think. And Duluth is four, so really not that bad, honestly. Probably, not bad at all, yeah. Probably one of the easiest travel schedules right now, aside from, obviously, guys like in the NCHC are in the bubble right now. They're not traveling, but... Yeah. Yeah, like our men's team, the men's side of the WCHA is crazy. You got Anchorage and Fairbanks in Alaska. Bowling Green oh. in Ohio, Alabama, Huntsville. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, they have games against Alabama, <laughs> yeah, Huntsville. way down there. Like, yeah. oh, they're really oh, traveling. They fly into Na- for that <laughs> trip, they fly into Nashville, and then it's like a f- – I, I can't remember how long the bus ride is, but it's a pretty – I think a pretty hefty bus ride from Nashville down to Huntsville, too. are oh, sitting oh. on the
1: – They don't have airports? I guess not. I they, live 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 <laughs> Man, <laughs> they just play hockey. That's it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. <gosh. Gosh. Jeez. laughs> it's Rough. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: so have there have there been any moments uh during your equipment manager career that you've been really privileged to be a part of, or anything that's really left you in awe, whether it's been on the men's or women's side, you know, big um, game
2: or something really cool happened or yeah, I guess the men's, when I was working with the men two years ago, I think it would have been, we had the WCHA championship at our home rink against Bowling Green. And we won the championship in OT to seal it. And that was pretty sweet. I think that that's probably tops on my list, at least right now, for um, best memories to be a part of. That was a pretty fun experience. Um, Other than that, I mean, honestly, every game feels like a privilege to me just to be, I know there's a ton of people who'd love to have my job and be in my shoes every day. I feel very uh, blessed to be able to have this job. I just try and soak it all up every day and make the most of it.
0: That's great. Some reason just remind me, we, uh, the rink that, uh, me and Daniel and John used to work at, there was one guy who was, who was always pretty good and he was, he was like close to our age or whatever. And, we always joked that if he ever made it to the NHL, he was gonna bring me along as his personal equipment manager. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it absolutely was a thought of mine. Like, yeah, no, I could do this. I could I could manage equipment. So you are living my
3: dream. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you were talking about one person. I was talking doing, about one dude. He's working yes. with a whole team, plus he has to support road team. Yeah. And probably has to help out on the men's side too sometimes. (laughs) So, like, it's a little bit different than just doing one guy's skates every day. And you're not going (laughs) to learn how to sew.
1: You're not. (laughs) It's it's true. Yeah.
0: I don't have. Are you? I don't have patience for that. (laughs) Uh,
1: They're not going to learn. Come on, man. And too, Mark, I mean, we we joke about the sewing, but you know, a few other things I, I want to mention that I've seen you do. Heat pressing numbers <laughs> and, on <laughs> practice apparel and all the other oh. stuff. I know you do that.
2: <laughs> that is... <laughs> we just got that heat press this year. Oh, really? Nice. That thing's unreal, but that is a tedious job. I sat there. You probably saw my tweet today for uh, putting yeah. bullheads and numbers on practice sweats. I sat there for... Probably two hours and did 24 pairs of sweat. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little man. bit tedious. <laughs> but Every week, but usually on Mondays, Monday mornings after I'm done sharpening. If I have time before practice starts, I'll go through and start um, heat pressing our game socks that had holes in them from the weekend before. So that's usually, the heat press for that. Just any sort of stuff like that. That uh, makes it quicker than sewing, especially if we're on the road back to back weeks. You're not necessarily going to sit down at the sewing machine and sew every sock back together. You just heat press them quick for, you do know, them, I think it's 10 seconds and they're done. So, hmm. oh, it makes it quicker. And it's pretty permanent too. Like that stuff's not coming off. So,
1: well, especially now the synthetic uh, material yeah. the socks are yep. made out of, it's pretty simple.
2: Yeah, they also cut easier too. So, yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, my, they do. My other question, is there any player, and obviously you don't have to name names or anything, that they are stup- superstitious about something or they're very, they're so finicky that you, they drag you kind of in just like you're guilty by association and doing a ritual or you, know, you have to do something <laughs> specific to their gear and their gear only, past, present, um, anything like that?
2: That's a tough one. Honestly, I don't think we have. I mean, there was a guy on the men's side last year who every I wouldn't travel. So every home game I did it, I would have to hand him a piece of big red gum on the bench during warm ups. <laughs> I don't know why that was his thing, but he
1: only big wanted you to give him big red. I mean, yeah, I guess no one else
0: could. It's just me. Hey, You did it one time and he probably scored like two or three. So, you know, you got to keep doing it. Probably. Yeah, that was all year.
2: And um, honestly, on the women's side this year. There's not really none of our players are really that crazy superstitious. I mean, I guess honestly, thinking about myself, I I've got a pair of MSU socks with the bull head on them that I wear for every game, regardless if we win or lose. And I always so you're the superstitious (laughs) one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) other than our goalies, they probably got their own stuff they got going on, but. Boys are weird. Uh, no, anyway. they don't count. Yeah, they don't count. <laughs> other than that, um, don't count. <laughs> I always throw all the warm-up pucks onto the ice. i will just try and like float them to the, the far dot or whatever from the bench and stuff like that. So, usually just do that. And other than that, I just show up and hope we win. Just do my yeah. job to the best of my ability, and that's all you can do. What's the gum of choice on the bench? <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of them like double bubble for some reason. I don't know why. Double that bubble. stuff is gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even for like 10 seconds. We were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we like we've talked about we are, that. Yeah. You see, it, you see
1: it. I'm, There's some conspiracy theory because you see it throughout pro sports, and yeah. it is the worst gum. I chew it for two. Two seconds and it loses its flavor. It does have
2: volume though, so maybe that's it. That's about it. We yeah, can't. I don't know. I mean, sucks. a big thing on our team is Jolly Ranchers. I don't know why that's so appealing to them, but we are <laughs> kind <of> blue, But <laughs> No, not while they're playing before yeah. the game. Oh, okay. I just stick them in the room. But we do have some <laughs> players who chew gum while they play. Yeah. It doesn't seem like anyone wears a mouth guard anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Where that kind of fell off, but <laughs> that's spectacular. Like, I don't know if I can name one player that wears it. Like I guess if you got a bumper face cage on, I mean Yeah. I mean Yeah, but
3: you can still get your teeth banged yeah. off. Like. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> Ooh, Did, chomp tongue? Did I? <laughs> no, no, I don't wear one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn one since <laughs> club college days, and when we were wearing them, we would cut them so they only covered the first four teeth. So if the ref saw it, because like we had because it was USA Hockey or whatever, because it's club college, so you had to wear one. So we would cut them so they only covered the first four teeth in the front. So if the ref checked, they could see you had a mouth guard, but they couldn't like tell you anything else. So. <laughs> oh, Mine unreal. was a
1: piece of double bubble. It had no flavor,
3: <laughs> it was just constantly mangled. And it was the same one for <laughs> seven years.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: I stuck,
3: it, I stuck it in the cuff of my glove
1: for practice. And then for games, I would hold it out of the one side of my mouth constantly. And, it was, and actually, I remember when I started playing men's league with him, he saw it in my glove and said something like, this isn't like Pop Warner, you can ditch the mouth guard.
3: I and, did I say been that. and now and now i have to yell at my own son like put your mouth guard in when i'm coaching like because he skates around like the friggin' nhlers do with it hanging out of his mouth and he's chewing on it the whole time yeah
2: <laughs> there's nothing left of it it's just yeah. i remember that's how my mouth guards used to get when i played youth is it just gets so chewed up and oh yeah a new mouth guard would feel so weird because oh it's actually supposed to feel like this oh okay
3: yeah. And th- that's the thing. Like, it like, you know, he had like braces or whatever. So we had to get like a special one and he chewed it up. And like, normally, like you go to Walmart or something and get a mouth guard, it's like 95 cents or something. These things are like 12, 15, $20 for the stupid oh, orthodontic yeah. ones. Right. So he's chewing it up and tearing them up. So now we have to buy a new one like every month because <laughs> he's chewing them up. They can like, takes it out of his mouth it's like as flat as like a coaster you know like it's not doing anything other than serving as something for him to chew on like a dog like it's just it's crazy kids man kids man kids man i mean might as well just not wear one like
0: so here's one for you have you ever um had to do something like for a player, like in the middle of a game or something like that, like, "Hey, I need a new stick" or something like, that, or anything like that, and then it turned into something on the ice, like immediately, like you, was like I helped them do that sort of thing, or something like that. Did that ever
4: happen at all? Uh, I
2: don't think so. Like usually, usually, like steal, I just swap it out and then. No, they just go back out there, and have another shift. <laughs> but no, I haven't had, a, had any like heroic moments like you see sometimes pictures of the equipment guys like almost completely on the ice, leaning a stick over the wall or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have yeah. to do <laughs> that. But we did have. Uh, yeah, I guess I try not to like lean that far over. Like typically, like when someone breaks their stick or something, you've got pretty much everyone on the team is like throwing their stick at this player who doesn't have one like half of them aren't even the right like the correct hand they're just throwing it out there yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny that way but like no i don't i don't think i've had anything like that but
3: no no mitch marner moments like yeah in, i was gonna uh, say that's toronto where he, he like breaks the stick and he Wheels by the bench, picks it up, and then it goes in on the breakaway and scores. Oh, no, like, nothing, nothing like that. that Usually, I'm know. trying to figure
2: out first off whose stick it is, and then find it in my. Yeah. And around, I've got two two different sticks, and both of them are wrong. I'm like, "Oh crap, gotta figure this one
1: out." And they <laughs> and they probably and they probably changed tape jobs that yep. day or something, so it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. <laughs> that, that's the one thing i i kind of like i'm i'm very yeah. fortunate for when i look for my stick it usually has the longest handle and it's the shortest one so
3: <laughs> longest handle yeah, he, he, yeah i tape it, yeah. I tape it yeah.
1: I, I ta- not oh, you mean now. the
3: shortest stick with the most tape? <laughs> <of those>. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the most tape oh, on I got. You. Yeah, all right, all right. You had a I
2: goalie got knob on there? Or what? <laughs> no, no,
3: no. no. <laughs> no. I don't even, no. I just
2: go,
1: I go one and then I go pretty mm-hmm. much all the way almost to my bottom hand. So weird, I know, but
2: nah. <laughs> like Todd wants <laughs> to do it pretty much. He's very yeah. i think there's one girl who's pretty close to that she's got a lot of tape on her stick we don't have anyone who candy canes anymore that used to be kind of a bigger thing but that's what i always did is candy cane my stick i did it for a while anyway Mm -hmm. when i played yeah just anything to give me some sort of something out there (laughs) yeah an
3: edge made you feel yep. better right like, yeah. yeah that's yeah, right. what it's all about right? At i look good. yeah that's right man right yeah. that's what it's all about that's why i use pro stock sticks because it looks yeah. good yeah, <laughs> it, looks <cool.
4: laughs> Jeez. Oh,
1: it makes you feel better when they miss the net with the same stick that you miss the net with <laughs> like it makes you feel good <laughs>
0: Mark, we don't want to take up too much of your time. We really appreciate you coming on. No uh, really appreciate you uh, relaying some stories and giving us an insight that, uh, that not a lot of people get to get. That's you, you got a really interesting, cool job. Yeah, for sure.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. This was awesome.
1: Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcatcher. And please remember to tell all your friends, teammates, family members, everyone about our podcast. We want everyone to listen. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next week. Thanks.